Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 81 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan I am Ethan, you can find me on all social media platforms at Viva like Ethan My name's Soda, you can find me on X at Soda underscore Hunter 81 81 who do you have for 81 kenny wallace oh yeah uh 2001 i believe 2000 maybe 2000 i think bobby hamilton was no he was in the 55 but same same sponsor i know for a fact it was 2000 with kenny wallace it might have been 2001 also but yeah i what was the name of that team it was the 55 and 81 I forget the name of that team. Was it sponsored by Stacker 2? No, uh, this is Square D. It's blue oh, and yellow. Square D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Bobby Hamilton. Was it? No. Bobby, Bobby Hamilton was in the 55 and yeah. the 1. He drove it. I thought he owned it. Did he own it too? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I ain't going to lie and say I know. I thought it was, uh, I thought there was a specific, like, owner with that but i don't remember it being in hamilton but i could be mistaken but i know kenny wallace drove it and he pushed um he drove the 81 and pushed earnhardt to his last win yes talladega 2000 awesome mm-hmm. uh who's your driver man i don't think anyone's ever heard of this driver but his name is jimmy johnson he's like a seven-time nascar cup series champion Ben ring a bell i don't know yeah, uh, I don't know. Probably some loser. I, don't, I wonder how he ended up. Um, no, he actually ran an, uh, a truck, the one and only truck in 2009 um, at Bristol. And it was the 81 Lowe's Chevrolet Craftsman Truck Series. Do you remember ever seeing um, pictures of the Craftsman Truck Series before it got really, really big, like its first year or two, when all they did was, it seemed like, was copy... Uh, cup series paint jobs yes yeah like i like i come across an interesting stat the other day but i think i'm actually mentioned it last week that rick corelli won the first uh nascar sanctioned truck race hmm. um that was in 94 because the first season was 95 but in 94 they ran this the the super truck series at the because they, they used to be called super trucks nascar super trucks and yeah, the first year you had an Earnhardt truck, you had a Jeff Gordon truck. I mean, you had a there was a few of them out there like that. It just they all seemed to like the bigger teams. They seemed to 
just copy, you know, NASCAR sponsors and NASCAR paint jobs on the trucks. And it looked really weird. It, yeah, yeah. I remember I had the um, die cast banks of the 24 truck that was dressed up as Jeff Gordon's paint scheme. And Jack Sprague, I think, drove it. Yes, Jack Sprague and uh, Mike Skinner actually drove Shout out the, to Drew. Yeah, Drew. Do, do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, uh, but the front ends of those trucks, the first couple of years were disgusting. Ooh. Well, oh, it mimics the real truck. Yeah, but it was, you know, because the, the late 90s, the mid and late 90s trucks, they were boxy. Yeah. They were really, really boxy. Real so boxy. They just, they just mimic that. Mike you know, you can't, you can't really fault NASCAR so much for that, you know, or the manufacturers, you know, that are making the race car. You kind of got to fault the actual, or, you know, truck itself on the street <laughs> for that one. So I don't know. And I'm sure I've talked about it on this show before. I'm very obsessed with the front ends of race cars and the best front end I've ever seen in my life. 2009 uh, Xfinity Toyotas. Oh, my goodness. I'm hey. more parcel to Dodges, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, Dodge. I mean, yeah, like 2000. I would say like, what was that Rusty Wallace one? It was like he had blue. It was a it was obviously his Miller Lite car and he had blue flames um it was a die cast i had and it was oh that front end was amazing so i don't know why i just went on that tangent but um yeah one of the reasons why i wish dodge would have stuck around with the next generation of car like the last generation of car that we just got finished with because they introduced that 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 car like they showed it off like this is next year's model you know with when Chevy was showing off, I think the Cobalt, maybe it was just the SS, maybe it was just a Chevy SS. And uh, I, I forget which one Ford showed off. Was it the, wasn't the Fusion? Might have been the Fusion. I don't remember which one Ford showed off, but they showed off theirs, and everybody, everybody showed off their cars, and Dodge come out there and they showed off their car, and I was like, man, those cars look slick because it was the first year that the charger introduced the new front end, hmm. like the, the, the front end of the, the car I have, I have a 2015 model and it had the indentions down the side, just like the actual charger did. And it had the, the taillights like it, like it does like, man, it's just, it looked excellent. But then they, they got out of NASCAR, like they introduced the car and I said, no, nah, we're not going to do it. Hmm. Just, uh, like, I thought the Xfinity challenger front ends looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but like I said, I'm partial to Dodge. You 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 were more partial to Toyota, especially during that time too. Yeah, very much so. Speaking of front ends, though, I don't know if it's on your notes or not, because honestly, I haven't seen your notes. But you saw where NASCAR and the Cup Series four is bringing out the dark horse Mustang for next year, right? Yes. What do you think about that? Um, I'm gonna be real honest with you. Um, I have yet to really sit down and look at it. Uh I think they announced it what yesterday or was it earlier today? Yeah. I I, just uh, yesterday, I believe. Yeah. I have been nonstop ever since then. So I was, I remember seeing it on my last break at work. And then when I came home, I clocked out, I came home. I've been working on because of how cold it's gotten here in Kansas. My house has shifted. And when it shifted, um, there's a massive crack down our, our living room, um, 
wall and now our front door is not shutting yeah so i was dealing with that all night last night um so i have not gotten onto social media and then today i was busy at work and i hadn't just i haven't had enough time but i did hear that uh next season chevy ford and toyota are all getting new body styles I haven't seen the Chevy or Toyota yet, but they, yeah, they haven't shown that. Yeah. The, the Mustang, it doesn't look bad. I don't really, I'm not a big Mustang person. Um, not a big Ford person in general, honestly, but they, I, I don't know the difference. Like if, if I was, if somebody told me that Dodge was coming back and they're, they're going to bring in the, um, the scat pack or the wide body look, I know, I would know exactly what you're talking about. But somebody's telling me they're bringing in a dark horse Mustang. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know if dark horse is just gonna is if it's just the style of the the body. If there's a specific uh, trim that's on it, I don't even i I don't know if it's just a paint job on because it the the paint job on the car was a dark blue. Hmm. You know, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea about what a dark horse is as opposed to like a regular Mustang GT or whatever. I think that's what they have out right now, right? Yeah, I'm Mustang GT. Yes. So I don't know what the difference would be. It it looks slick. I'll give it that. I mean, it looks pretty good, but I mean, it don't look a whole lot different than the other car did. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm looking at it right now uh, via X, and it's not. No, I mean, it doesn't look. It's, that, it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't look that different. It doesn't look that different. It doesn't look bad. I mean, it doesn't like blow you away or anything. You're just like it. It looks. You know, like the other car with maybe an extra dent here and there, you know? Yeah, that, that spoiler, though. That spoiler is tiny. I think it's the same that's, as what we have, but... That's the car. I don't... I, I don't like that myself. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here. I'm pulling up a chair. So we had some audio issues, so I don't know where we in, where we stopped. Apparently I sounded like some kind of demon or something. <laughs> Bro, I thought you were coming out of the, my, my headphones and like taking my soul. I was I'll, like, Oh, I'll throw a commercial in there somewhere and, and we'll just move on. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that happened this weekend. Uh, let's go on. Uh, let's go on over some of your notes, man. Go ahead. Yeah, man. So it was announced that Eric Almarola will retire at the end of the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series season, which is literally this weekend. Uh, Smithfield, which is a long partner of Eric Almarola and Stuart Haas Racing, will also be leaving NASCAR after this weekend. So <clears throat> kind of tough because uh, Stuart Haas Racing has now lost Bush Beer. Stuart, uh, Stuart, uh, Smithfield, Kevin Harvick, and now Eric Almarola. And the only thing they that they have is Josh Berry. They lost a beer in the bacon. 
Oh, it's it's miserable over there. I yeah. bet. No beer, no bacon. I don't know. They're not having any fun at all. Um, yeah. Uh, and he almost wound up winning the race too. Mm-hmm. He almost did. I didn't finish second, didn't he? I, second or third? Uh, he finished second. Okay. Good for him. Yeah. Um. What well, was funny? I was sitting there watching the end of that race. I was like, "Wouldn't that be something if he announces he's going to retire two races before the end of the year, and he winds up winning?" And Kevin Harvick has his whole year trying to get that win. Oh man, <laughs> and he yep. can't do it. He almost did it. That's for sure. Who do you think is going to take uh, the ten next year? Hmm. Um. The rumor is Noah Gregson is Noah Gregson. That's the rumor. And uh, so they're having who who they have coming back. So Josh Berry is going to be in the four, correct? Yes. Um, is Cole Custer coming back? Cole Custer just announced today that he's going back to the double zero in uh, Xfinity next season. So he's not going to be in Cup. No, he will be in Xfinity in the double zero. Um, so it goes four is Josh Berry. Help me out. Ten is question marks. Maybe I'm thinking the wrong person. All these names sound the same. Chase Briscoe. He's Chase, coming back. Yep. Chase Briscoe is coming back in the 14. And what's the... I don't know. Um, 40... No. 41 is uh, Ryan Priest, and he'll be back too. So Priest, yeah. Okay. The biggest, yeah. The biggest question mark is... And I'm right there with you. I think uh, I think Noah Grigson's gonna going to do it. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, there was a lot of rumors about that just a few days ago and now the tens opened up and it's like, it kind of, it's kind of falling into place for him, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I feel the same way. I think, uh, Gregson's going to be back and he's going to be in the 10 car. I don't know what sponsor's going to be, but yeah, I I'm very curious to find out what the sponsor of the four and the 10 will be. Um, I don't think there's been any announcement for Josh Berry. I don't think. Wasn't. Gregson and Josh Berry both sponsored by Bass Pro. Yes. That seems like a fit. <laughs> that seems like a real good fit because Bass Pro except, did. Except they, they're sponsoring two different cars in the Cup Series on two different teams right now. <laughs> right. I mean, Bass Pro. Well, yeah, that's very true. Um, Bass Pro did sponsor uh, Tony Stewart as well for the last yeah. six, five years of his career. So it seems like they're, a just, fit. they're all over the place. You know what um, is not a good fit? Hmm. Sheldon Creed. <laughs> but it was announced before Martinsville that Jesse Love, the love machine, as what Door Bumper Clear likes to refer to him as, Jesse Love will be racing full-time in the number two for RCR in the NASCAR Xfinity Series in 2024. Um, next to this, so for anybody that doesn't know who Jesse Love is, Jesse Love is currently an ARCA uh, series driver that's had a lot of success with um i can never pronounce that team name venturini yeah venturini venturini um he's just tearing it up over there um him and william uh you know who i'm talking about scaras or i don't know uh he has like a w in his name i don't know how to pronounce it um i imagine that but uh jesse love will be in the xfinity series full-time Speaking of the Xfinity series, did you happen to see the ending of the Martinsville Xfinity race? I did. It was amazing. Oh, it was a lot of fun to watch. So, okay. 
so the two people involved there, uh, Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed, right? Yes. They, they were both RCR drivers. Yes. The seven owned by Junior Motorsports, correct? He won his way in. Yes. Okay. That's why Junior was so quiet on the radio, <laughs> um, on the TV call. That's why he was so quiet about it because he couldn't just sit there and he's probably just jumping up and down the booth, you know, that his guy made it in. But, but they both, all three of them had to win their way in. Yeah. So, okay. Well, the end of the race was crazy as it was because the two teammates were racing each other back and forth, roughing, roughing each other up. Um, but nobody was really doing anything egregious. Nobody spun anybody. It wasn't like last year when Ty Gibbs just flat out took out a teammate to, to win a race that he was already locked into the championship and kept his teammate from getting in. It ain't like he did that. You know, these, both of these guys needed to win to get in and both of them raced each other hard, but nobody took anybody out. You know, but for some reason, I mean, neither one of them made it in. Um, the seven one up passing on both at the end to, to take the win just barely, but he did it. But so I'm not, uh, I'm not, fully uh, understanding every little situation backstage when it comes to off track. I mean, when it comes to Sheldon Creed and RCR, the RCR, they need to chill. Childress needs to chill. Yeah. He's, he's looking like an idiot right now. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, I was over at a friend's house after I got off work on a Saturday uh, I had a friend that called me up and needed needed to vent and stuff like that. So I spent a lot of time over at a friend's house and I was sitting on their couch and I I was watching and I saw like NASCAR post something on Facebook that says, like, have you ever? And I was like, uh-oh. So I watched it and I was like, well, I didn't really find... I'm like, I saw where the problem lied, but I didn't see where it was like so upgracious that... Hell yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I think the big problem that RCR and Andy Petrie and uh, Richard Childress is what I meant. Austin Hill. I think the problem is like they thought that he brake checked them. And even um, Jeff Gluck on post on X, he was like, I don't think so. And then a couple hours later, he quote tweeted himself and was like, oh, you know what? I checked the whatever it's called, the the telemetry uh, yeah like the dtm or dts or whatever it's called um and he said you could definitely tell that there was a mat like pretty much sheldon creed just stopped and then that's how uh his teammate austin uh, austin hill ran into the back of him um completely destroyed his radiator he could not go anymore and it caused a big pile up and i think austin hill finished 21st austin creed finished second um, and the 21, I think the real big problem was if the 21 would have finished second and the two would have finished first, both RCR cars would have been in the championship four instead, um, with the 21 finishing 21st and the two finishing second, neither one of these cars made the championship four. So the, the teammates, I guess in RC's, uh, opinion the the two teammates like you know they just took them like the Sheldon Creed took both of them out when they both had an opportunity to be in and they're kind of putting that on Sheldon Creed I don't I'm not a huge Sheldon Creed fan 
um, for whatever reason, I, I am a big RCR fan as of now, you know, obviously for obvious reasons. Uh, but man, whoo, um, some of the quotes I have from Austin Hill says, I can't wait for him to leave. Speaking of talking about Sheldon Creed, uh, I can't wait for him to leave RCR. Um, even Annie Petrie, who is a backstage guy for RCR, came up to Sheldon Creed and was like, man, that's BS. You know, what are you doing out there? And and even Sheldon Creed was like, you know, if if he, talking about Austin Hill, would have hit me, y'all wouldn't have said anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Same like it, yeah. And, and then, I mean, Childress himself. Yeah. I mean, have you got that one? Oh, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Richard Childress went on uh, like a serious XM interview and he went to say something along the lines of, I've had a lot of drivers in my, you know, that have raced for Richard Childress, but none as dumb or none as stupid as Sheldon Creed. And I'm like, whoa, man, that's, oh, that's rough. Like, like, what do you do if you're Sheldon Creed going to the last race? Do you even bother to race for this team? Nope. Do you just, do you just like, do you qualify, go through the motions and just come in and park it? I mean, or do you go out there and take out all the RCR cars while you're out there having fun? I mean, so, what do you do? I, I I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. I I have this quote that I tell Jessica and I tell uh, Kendall like all the time uh, that adversity, like a true champion, is is not necessarily defined by how much he or she is admired. It's their ability to stand up in the face of adversity. Um, and my goodness, Sheldon Creed had a lot of adversity to stand up. In. So after post-race. But he did defend himself, though. He did, yeah. You know, so he was standing up through it. So, I mean, good for him. He definitely stayed his, you know, stood his ground. He, I think he made a very, like, very professional interview. Um, he thanked his crew, like everybody on the two car, um, he said that he's going to go out there this weekend at Phoenix and he's going to, he's going to just do it for his team. But even Creed was like, man, I cannot wait for next season when I get to where I'm going. And then Austin Hill even slipped up and said like, Oh, well, when he goes over to Gibbs next year in Xfinity, hopefully he races his teammates over there better than he races me all season. Which this is not the uh, first time these two have tangled <laughs> this <laughs> season alone, um, but my goodness, it was man, it was cringy. And I, I am all for Richard Childress, you know, obviously with Kyle Busch and the hold my watch, and now Kyle Busch is racing for him and all that stuff. But man, that that was such a black eye for the entire RCR organization, not just you know one car, two cars, whatever. It was it was such a bad look. Yeah, when the owner starts getting involved with stuff like that, I don't, I don't, I don't like it personally. It, it looks, it's just a bad look. Yes, it's period. As I thought the same thing when Hendrick was getting involved with the Chastain stuff. Um, just, I don't know. I feel like it's just it's it's not a good look, and they shouldn't they shouldn't be doing that kind of stuff like that. I mean, he straight up called a driver of his an idiot. Somebody he's paying right now. He said they were stupid. They were the stupidest driver he's ever had. Yeah. He's paying him to drive this week. So, I mean, who's more stupid? The the driver or the person paying the stupid driver to drive? I 
<laughs> I just want to be a fly on the wall that Monday morning for the team meeting when Andy Petrie, Richard Childress, Austin Hill, Sheldon Creed, all these people are sitting in one room and, and their teams, their crew chiefs, their spotters, you know, engineers, they're all sitting in a conference room at RCR right there in Welcome, North Carolina, talking about Martinsville. My goodness. I feel like Sheldon Creed probably called in sick. I, I bet they didn't invite him. <laughs> That's very true. I don't think he was. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he was invited to the call. Not even on, you know, on comms or anything. I just, I don't even think he was part of it. Which really sucks because um, the Dale Jr. Download had a, a special guest, which was Austin Hill, uh, this past weekend. And I listened to it and I was really, I, like, I went away from that interview. I was like, man, I'm a big Austin Hill fan now. And then less than 20, 48 hours later, you know, it, all this happened. And I'm like, I'm still a fan of Austin Hill. Don't get me wrong. But like the way he thinks that Austin, uh, Sheldon Creed just stopped. And like, and you know, I mean, whatever, I guess he did. Um, according yeah, to there the, had to be a reason to something though. I mean, I, that would make no sense for you to come off the corner on the outside at that, because he was not on the inside line. Yeah. It would make no sense for you to purposely stop at a point where you need to be accelerating to win the dang race to go to the championship. I think what he was expecting, he was expecting a real big, push because he knew it was getting aggressive between the two so he was expecting to get pushed out of the way so i think he might have locked it down got the hit and then he was like okay now it's time to go and like i mean check the flag was right there so you know and that's what kind of caused all this but at the same time i don't think he was paying attention to the seven who was on the inside because then you could tell when he got back to the throttle he went straight he kind of went left and got into the the seven. So, it, I mean, there was so much stuff going on that it was just a complete fiasco. And then that wreck. I, I don't ever remember seeing somebody hit as hard as Jeff Burton did on the inside wall. Yeah. That was disgusting how hard that was. That was, I mean, for Martinsville? Yeah. yeah. Top speed, what, 120? <laughs> Something like that. I think the average that speed is, is like a 107. Jeez Louise, dude. Yeah. That was a nasty and even Cole Custer um took a nasty hit too. Like someone's engine, you know, department just kind of got scattered. But yeah, it was a nasty wreck. But as you alluded to earlier, Justin Allgaier in the number seven, he um he won the race and now he's clinched in the 2023 NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship Four. Uh so it goes Justin Allgaier, Sam Mayer, who is teammates with Justin Allgaier. John Hunter Nemechek in the number 20 and Cole Custer in the double zero. Um, no RCR in the championship four, despite a season dominance um, season. <laughs> season dominance season. Who, who's your pick for that? I, you know, I'm going to go John Hunter Nemechek or uh, Justin Allgaier. I'm going to say, oh, golly. I'm going to say Justin Allgaier. Good you think Junior's going to get one after oh, missing yeah. three shots out of four last year? Oh, yeah. I think so. I think it would be John Hunter and check myself. But Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, Who is the truck Final Four? We just mentioned that, I think, last week. Maybe we didn't because they didn't race this week. Do you know right off the top of your head who the truck Final Four is? 
Uh, we definitely did talk about it last week, and I'm going. Oh no! You don't have to. It's fine. No, it's it's personal now. It's um, (laughs) Grant. I I didn't remember. I just straight up didn't remember. Yeah, it's Grant Infinger. You know what? Just improvise for a second. I got this thing called Google. It doesn't matter. Grant Infinger is the one I pick. Okay, I got you. So Carson Hosevar, Ben Rhodes. Corey Heim and Grant Infinger. So I, I feel like Infinger is a dark horse. Out of yeah. Hosevar and Rhodes, especially. I mean, how long has Rhodes been racing the trucks? Uh, he's. I think he won the championship last season. Uh, or maybe it was the season before. I don't know. It's where he got drunk at the media scrum or whatever. Uh, that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, no joke. And uh, I think for the trucks, I'm going to go Corey Heim. Okay. He's been so solid this season. Um no, well, that's that's gonna be interesting. That's it. This is the last week, man. Yeah. Last week of it until February. Don't remind me. It'll fly by. I hope so. It's only what two and a half months? Yeah. Three months, yeah. something like that. We got a very, very small off season in NASCAR. Yeah. But that wasn't the only race. The Xfinity series was not the only race that we had. We had the cup series at Martinsville, which was um, kind of like a very calm Martinsville um, to some extent. But uh, the, the one car that had the most trouble, I would say was the NASCAR cup series pace car, (laughs) the pace car blew a motor or something. No, it, um, Oh, I think it had a buildup. Oh, that's right. Of yeah. Rubber underneath the uh, the rear tire, and it pretty much just stalled the car. There was there was, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I remember seeing pictures of all the rubber buildup. Yeah, from the uh, tire that they had out there that was laid down on the track and stuff. So yeah, you're totally right. It was a build uh, like a rubber buildup. Like from how many times he ran it over or something, mm-hmm. he got caught up in the wheel spoke or not spokes, but uh the wheel. Thing. Spoke, like an old covered wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Like a spoke on a bicycle. <laughs> um, yeah. That was wild, dude. I was sitting there and I, I you know, I found myself uh, playing NASCAR rivals on the, on the uh, Nintendo switch and listening to the, the race on the TV. And I had my laptop in my lap watching the chiefs game and I looked up and I was like, wait a minute, what? And sure enough, they were putting the uh, pace car on the hook. And I was like, what is going on? They even pulled out a backup car for the pace car. It was wild. <clears throat> What's your, uh, have you got a favorite pace car moment? <laughs> um, no, I don't. Uh, early 80s. It only, it had to have happened. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was 83. Two or eighty-three, somewhere in there. Um, some drunk fan found his way on pit road and decided he was going to take some laps around Talladega in the pace car before the race started. <laughs> you look this up on YouTube. Yes. it's on the broadcast. They 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 straight up, you know, they showed the dude running around the racetrack on the broadcast. And it, it, of course, it would happen in Alabama. Some drunk camper in the middle, you know, before there was a whole bunch of you know, commercialized stuff down there and, and fences to keep everybody out of stuff. They just said, well, these people are, you know, they'll stay away from the cars and the track and stuff. Nope. 
nope, this dude drunk, run down there on pit road, got the pace car and did a few laps. But <laughs> they finally set up a blockade coming out of turn four and he stopped and they arrested him. Yeah, I I don't know how I didn't think about that when you asked me that, but as soon as I I said no, I don't. I was like, oh wait a minute, the the fan, um, that was oh, could you imagine? <laughs> he did those uh, track laps for charity before it was a thing. No joke. Um, Which they're doing that. They did. They, I think they they're doing it again this weekend at Talladega. Oh, this weekend. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe it was last weekend. It was either last weekend or the next weekend. It's a weekend I work. Oh man, of course. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. They like picking the weekends that I work. They've done it like three or four times this year. Just just quit your job. <laughs> yeah, just quit my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> just so I can go ride ride Talladega. Yeah, I would. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But yeah, I've done it before. Rode around Talladega in a streetcar. Oh, I thought you said quit your job to go read. <laughs> Five round Talladega. I quit my job to go to an Alabama game for. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I have because this I used to work. Uh, I wound up going back to the job eventually when that manager was gone. Mm. But yeah, this 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 woman was uh, in charge of a uh, little little store, little dollar store called Fred's. When mm. I was, uh, it's based out of Nashville, I think, or something like that. Maybe Memphis. And yeah, I um. She, I was, I was a decent worker. This is back like night, no, 2001 is when this was. So like I was a decent worker. I was, you know, I, I did my stuff right. And I, I, I did everything I was supposed to, and she never had a problem with me, but then her big bosses came around. And as I'm stocking the shelves, you know, she's like putting me down to make herself look good. Mm, and I yeah. know that's what she's doing. So I say right there, I was like, um, I'm going to leave. I quit. I just say right to her face, right in front of her, job, her, her bosses. Like, no, you don't ever talk to me like this. Uh, you're only doing this because they're here. I quit. <laughs> I don't want to work for you. <laughs> so I left. <laughs> and uh, I left and I went to a Bama game that, that night, my first Bama game. <laughs> Alabama, Georgia was the next morning. I, I went up to Tuscaloosa, stayed with a friend who was in college right then, stayed in his dorm, and uh, he was in the band. So I got to watch the, I got to watch the million dollar band uh, practice before the game and all that, and get all like behind the scenes with that and the, and the rehearsals and stuff, and got to sit in the uh, the student section right next to the band with him. That was fun. We lost, but it was fun. <laughs> awesome. So I have quit my job for a football game. Well, you know who's not quitting their job anytime soon? Hmm. Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney is not quitting his job anytime soon. He, uh, and you know, honestly, like the pace car thing, kind of the only real exciting part. Well, um, I'm, I thought the racing was actually decent, though. Yeah. I mean, the racing was fine for being a short track and struggling and so much. They actually had good racing for the lead, which that was like the biggest issue with these cars right now. It's like, oh yeah, cool. You can move through the pack and stuff, but nobody's passing the leader. Like nobody's, nobody's got a chance of the leader because there's just that one car in front of them, and it's all this dirty air and stuff, and they can't get by it. But when there's like a pack of cars, they can do whatever they want to because everybody's in dirty air. But when the leader's out in that clean air, you can't touch them. And I, I felt like, especially there for a little bit between Blaney and Hamlin, this was some really good racing. a lot better than it was the last, the best next gen 
race at Martinsville. I can put it that way. You didn't think so? No, I, I definitely agree with you. It was definitely the best next gen Martinsville race I've I've seen. One hundred percent. I just uh you know, I just didn't take a lot of notes. And I don't know if that was just because I was sitting there enjoying it. Um, I might have been a, a tad bit intoxicated, so that might have affected my note taking abilities. Um, but I don't know. It just wasn't, uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't like the Xfinity series, you know, like hey, I was like, my goodness. And which is fine because I don't need all that stuff, but I was kind of almost expecting it. So going into like Sunday, I was like, oh my goodness. If that was what Xfinity was, I cannot wait for, for Cup. And it was more tamed, which is, well, you know, fine. They, they are supposed to be more professional. They're supposed to be. Supposed to be, yeah. And sometimes we throw hissy fits. And I guess, like, I was just kind of waiting for that well, it's short track racing type of, you know, thing. That, oh, that he happened. did it. He did it. I mean, you, did you see what Logano did? You know, that, that you know, it's just short track racing kind of thing. Did you see what Logano did to Ty Gibbs? Oh, oh, yeah. My goodness, man. He just Ty yeah. Gibbs didn't do anything to deserve that. All he did was come down the track to block his lane. Yeah. So he could keep his spot. It, it it didn't cause Logano to slam on brakes or anything. It's like Logano wanted to push Gibbs through the 11 car to take the 11 out almost. He was pushing Gibbs so hard. Did we ever get an explanation of why that happened from Joey? No. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's 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 so stupid. Any anybody else? I I don't know. I don't feel like that would have just like it. What if Chastain had done that? My goodness, they would have been all over every bit of news, and yeah. every driver would have had some comment on it. But the only person that had a comment on it on this was Hamlin, because yeah. he wrecked his car. You know, he wrecked the, well, I guess his car ain't Gibbs, but he wrecked his teammate trying to get to him. It, it was obvious to me he was trying to take out the 11. Mm. That's what it looked like to me. He didn't like that Gibbs cut him cut him off, which he really didn't. All he did was move down the track. He just blocked the inside. Right. He didn't cut him off. He didn't, you know, he didn't touch Logano. He didn't make him slow up either. All he did was just move from the high side to the low side, you know, block that inside lane to take Logano's lane away. And Logano said, no. I'm just going to push you straight through the corner and into the 11. Hopefully I'll take out the 11 where the 12 is going to go to the championship. Right. That's what I felt like he did. I Jerk. Yeah. Just a jerk. <laughs> I, <laughs> There's no yeah. reason for it. Can't stand him. Never have, never will. Can't stand <laughs> Joey Logano. But um, I don't mind yeah. his teammates though. Yeah. His teammates totally fine. Whatever. Uh, Austin, Austin Cindric just doesn't really, matter i guess yeah. he's a daytona 500 winner but you know whatever uh but the 2023 nascar cup series championship four kyle larson in the number five christopher bell in the number 20 ryan blaney in the number 12 and william byron in the number 24 i thought for a minute i was gonna pull that pick off with chase elliott i thought so too i thought looking you- good for a minute so i don't know why but i had the whole day i thought that you had ryan blaney well this is this is my problem. Okay, my last three people that I were gonna I was gonna pick was gonna be uh, Blaney, Bell, Larson. Okay, my idea was Blaney for Homestead, Bell for Martinsville, and Larson for Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Right, and then Larson went and won Homestead. I'm like, well, 
I don't want to pick, you know, Blaney for Phoenix. And I think that was another reason why I, I had chosen to go Blaney for uh, Homestead. I thought of the two races left, I was like, those are the big three I wanted at the end of the season. Maybe a true X in there too, but those are the big three that I wanted. But then Bell wound up winning. No, Bell won Homestead, didn't he? So I had Blaney for Homestead and Bell won. But I still had another Blaney, I think, that I could have picked. And I didn't think Martinsville was his, was his track. I thought that was a Bell track. Yeah. But then I'm like, Bell's not going to win this race. He's locked in. And I'm not wasting my Larson pick on this. I'm thinking Larson's going to win the championship. Yeah. So he's my pick at Phoenix. Just straight up. There ain't but a couple of us in the fantasy cup to have Larson left. And I'm one of them. Saving him for the, I was saving him for the chase or the playoffs. You know, I was, I was saving him for this. And I just got the orders wrong because they won at tracks. I didn't think they'd win at. Right. If I had swapped the bell and Blaney picks, I could have got, if Larson wins next week, I could have had three in a row at the end. Right. But, and I, I panicked. I was like, well, who else am I going to pick? Who else do I have left that? Well, Elliot's running for an owner's championship. Let's let's, uh, he'll do something. And he almost did. He, I mean, he, he led right there at the end of it. He was, he was solid at the end. He was on old tires, though, at the end of it. So he had to come in and pit for fuel, too. So, you know, whatever. But Blaney really didn't even need to win his way in, and he won. So good for him. I think he was in regardless because of of uh, circumstances with everybody else. Yeah. But do you want to take a break real quick and then we can come back and talk about uh, how it affects the Fantasy Cup? And yes, absolutely. Maybe preview Phoenix a little bit. Read my mind. All right. Uh, before we come back and talk about that, we'll mention skinnymixes.com. Uh, mention them every week. Be sure to go to their website and check them out. I'm sure they're going to have something you're going to like. Uh, lots of syrups for coffees, uh, alcohol, bev alcohol beverages, and also uh, water enhancers. And all of it is sugar-free or low sugar, naturally sweetened, maybe uh, low carb. All these good healthy options to uh, enhance your beverages. So check them out, skinnymixes.com. If you use code Marbles at checkout, you'll get ten percent off your first order. Skinnymixes.com. Hey, we're live, pal, and we'd love for you to come check out our podcast, Tales from the Estate. Each week, we talk about our top five favorite somethings. My beautiful wife, Caitlin, likes to share all sorts of random facts. Yeah. Did you know that cows have accents? We did now. But we also review all sorts of snacks and other great things. And so if you love everything random, I think you'd enjoy Tales from the Estate. So come check us out. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi. I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So, with this week, we officially locked up a champion in the Fantasy yes. Cup. And his trophy got shipped out today. Oh! Thursday, Thursday as a recording. His trophy is on the way. <laughs> that is awesome. So congratulations to Justin. Yes. He is uh, officially the 2023 
in the Marvel's Fantasy Cup champion. Unreal. Just <laughs> oh, he killed us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, he ended up, you know, talking about the fantasy cup. Justin uh got his sixth win of the season, and Joe, uh Joe Isaacs got his uh third win of the season. Just unreal. Um, Joe Isaacs is the one that won the Martinsville prize, which was the Ross Chastain elite uh, from last year's Martinsville and the authentic uh, diecast as well. So I got that sent, sent out to him yesterday. So look at us go. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, like you said, Justin had an unbelievable uh, season. He ends, well, no, not ends, but you know, ends Martinsville with, um, a hundred six point lead. Yeah, he. Um, <laughs> Could you that's imagine? Basically, that's almost three full races. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. There's no need. He already picked, but there's no need for him to pick. There's, I mean, there's nothing. He's he's got it locked up. It is his. Um, that's why I just, I just I went ahead and sent out the trophy. It should be there by November seventh. So. Amazing. And yeah, so he, he did go ahead and pick from uh, for Phoenix, and that's because if Phoenix is also a prize race. We have a 124 scale 2000, uh, 2002, 2022 Chase Briscoe raced Virgin Phoenix uh, 124 scale elite diecast up for grabs. So that's what Justin's after. He wants his seventh win of the season. Um, so yeah, he has that 106 point lead over Matt. Who's second. Nicole is third. Drew is fourth. Rock is fifth. John is sixth. Josh is seventh. RJ is eighth. Jessica is ninth. Billy is 10th. Tim is 11th. Soda, you're 12th. I am 13th. Joe Isaacs is 14th. Caitlin is back to 15th. Uh, Jody is 16th and Ryan is 17th. That's rough. Um, is is there 15 people? How, how many people uh, attempted or at least tried to attempt every single race? Uh, so I want to say Joe Rock came in three races into the season. So technically 15, but... Joe was so early, like you could count him as. I, I feel so bad for Caitlin. She had 14th locked up. Golly, man. And even Drew Vinsel. This is all Drew's fault. I, I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> on last week's episode, he said, Hey, babe, you got 14th locked up. Well, yeah. <laughs> you got her hopes up because now she's 15th. Bow. <laughs> um, uh, well, I, I mean, I get it. I was in third for a lot of the year. Yeah. You know, and I had a string of really bad races, and now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna struggle getting the top ten. And even like Caitlin, I think you just said it. Like Caitlin, she was in the top five at one point. You know, she was. I think she was in the top three in points at one point, and then it just went so south. It was like <laughs> her and uh, Nicole just kind of switched spots. You know, like they were racing with each other down there, and you know, anywhere between. 11th to 15th or so and then it just nicole just got that one win at uh, chicago and she just did not look back and it was i don't know it was just a bad year for caitlin but they're coming back next season Mm -hmm. so i'm sure redemption is on her mind and um not to (laughs) not to uh you know pour salt in the wound for caitlin but i i also um 
I beat her in the Stolen Gimmicks Fantasy Cup, or Fantasy Cup, uh, Fantasy Football. And I also ended up with the highest score of everyone in that league. So, you know, number one on the field, number one in your hearts, throw your ones up in the sky and acknowledge me because it'll never happen again. So I'm going to take it where I can get it. Oh, uh, my goodness. Whew. Yeah, I lost mine by three points. Oh, man. Three points. Yep. I'm not, I'm not having a good year with it. Hey, like, man, I get it. I, I, like it was it was fine at the beginning and now every time i lose i'm i'm losing by just like in the last the last little bit of the last game that's on the schedule you know i'm like mm-hmm. anyway yeah fantasy football talk shout out to jeff tune he he knows what what's up um but really fast to finish up the fantasy cup stuff uh 2024 participants so I have 22 people. Uh, some of them are not coming back from this season, but we're adding quite a few. Um, so if you want in 2024, I think we're going to cap it at 30. Okay, That's a lot of math. Um, but <laughs> Monday, I will be st- <laughs> I will be spending the entire day Monday working on everyone's schedule. Um, I'm going to the public library to print off what 60 pieces of paper to put in the binder. Um, I'm getting the dividers fixed up. Like I'm getting the, the history book folder all set up. So if you want in, all you got to do is show up. You got to just tell us and you're in. It's as easy as that. So if you want, if you're, if your uncle wants in, you better talk to him. Now, if your dad, your sister, your dog, your next door neighbor, whatever. If whoever wants in, all they got to do is just let us know. But we're capping it at 30. All right. Not that many spots left. So, and not that much time left, honestly, because February will be here before you know it. Yep. And you don't want to miss the first race because that's a pretty big prize. Especially now. Well, yeah, the prize for sure. But now mm-hmm. with our new um, double point race, it is a yeah. massive opportunity to start the season off on the right foot. We decided four, right? Daytona and Talladega's? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because Atlanta's right after Daytona this next year, and I don't think that's good to have two double points back-to-back. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, that'll work. We'll do uh, Daytona and Talladega's next year. We'll be double points. And we'll probably have some kind of special thing with the All-Star race, but it won't be a points thing. Yes. I like, kind of like have- we did like this year. Yep, I already have the prize uh, for the all-star lined up, ready to go. Back at North Westboro, too. Yes, sir. Yep, uh, burn the tires off so uh, nobody knows that you put that stick them on there. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all the way around the track. All the way around the track, just like Larson did. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how do you win by 15 seconds or whatever he did? Yeah, no joke. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it's not over yet. We still have another race, and we still have some more movement that can go through the uh, Fantasy Cup standings. Not up front, but we can still move around a little bit. And there's still a prize to race for. So, one more week. Yeah, which is a perfect segue to our top five tales to watch for this weekend at Phoenix. 
Yeah, you have a lot more than five, so I'm just gonna let mm. you. Just well, gonna let you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I love it how Drew Vinsel's like. I always have four honorable mentions. Well, I'm gonna do you one better. I'm gonna do you three better. I have a top five, and then I have seven honorable mentions, which I'm just gonna run through really fast. Uh, number one thing, Phoenix. The first thing I think of, insane restarts. This is the only track that you could go five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine wide, ten wide, but it funnels down into turn. What would you say? The turn one, really, really quickly. Like you have to go as. I mean, if you want to pass cars, you have that opportunity as soon as you hit that restart zone, or I'm sorry, as soon as you hit the uh, start finish line, you can spread out and fan out as all the way to the pit wall if you want to. But my goodness, you have to figure it out really, really quickly because that that turn one's going to come real soon. And if you're not in position to, you know, get back on the racetrack or whatever you're planning on doing, it's going to get scary, hairy real fast. So do you like how they do that on start? They don't really do that every lap. No, no, they don't um, do every lap. But do you like how they do that on starts that the minute they cross the finish line, what it is is that the actual racetrack dog legs out. It's straight, turn left, and then turn down into turn one. It's it's a dog leg. It's always been that way. That used to be the back straightaway at the old configuration. But when they reconfigured it and they added some banking, see, all that used to be grass, too. Yes. That didn't used to be paved. So now the minute they cross the finish line, they turn dead left and go to as far down to the inside wall, at least like eight, nine, ten lanes off of the racetrack on the apron and run back up there onto the racetrack before they get down to turn one. It's goofy looking. It's really goofy. I mean, it looks like it's a, it looks like something a bunch of people would do in a video game. Well, I, I definitely do. Uh, when I was on NASCAR Heat 5, every restart, I would try my hardest to figure out how to start on the inside. I don't and remember playing it. Did the AI do it? No, no. The I AI didn't think so. <laughs> The AI does not do it. I wish they would. Uh, but no, that's how I, I gained a lot of spots on restart. Oh. But now with Ra uh, NASCAR rivals on the switch, um, the AI don't does not do that. But if you do, you are only going to get like one spot. Like you don't, I bet, I bet they slow you down. Yeah. You don't gain no 15 spots. Like that's what he five was, you know? So it's way more challenging. It's almost not even worth doing it, but to answer your question, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm just, it, it just looks really weird. It does. It does look weird. Uh, I racing. That's something for you. Be the first on a NASCAR console game in 2025 or whenever your game's going to come out. Um, that was it, wasn't it? Yes. 2025, no, yes. like fall 2025, probably. Yep. Um, be the first. Have the AI race Phoenix the way actual NASCAR drivers race Phoenix. 100%. That'd be interesting. Anyway, you can go on. Yeah. Um, my number six honorable mention is Kyle Busch, um, just because I'm biased and I have to include him in my top five <laughs> somewhere. Uh, all I put was retribution. He wants to uh, spoil the party. Uh, number five, how about teammates helping 
championship contending teammates try to win the race? Uh, I mean, it did last year. Yeah. They just, it's a thing. It has to happen, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care for that, but I understand that you're, you know, you're going to help your team, but I kind of wish everybody would just race for themselves. Yeah. Just cause I, that's how I grew up when I, when I was growing up, there might've been one team out there that had two cars, you know, like Hendrick, I think had a 25 and uh, a five mm-hmm. when I was growing up and eventually the 24 came along, but they were never obviously teammates on the track. You know, I mean, it was it wasn't never obvious thing when you're out there. You know, you're watching them like they didn't never really work together at Daytona and Talladega, or you know, help each other try to win something. They never really did that. So, I mean, it's just the way I I, I grew up with racing, I guess. Right. <clears throat> like I would see the team cars once in a while because I think also Junior Johnson had some team cars too when I was growing up. But I don't know. It just it did it didn't play out the way it does now when instead of maybe 35 different teams like there used to be. There's only like maybe 10 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. And it just fills up all the guys because everybody's got three or four cars. So, yeah. And I'm sure you'll see Chase Elliott, you know, trying to help out Larson or William Byron, hopefully William Byron. So I can get another win uh, in the column before the season ends. Uh, But, you know, I don't know. I feel like there's more people out there like Harvick who doesn't have a teammate in the championship before that's going to like Harvick's going to come. He's, he's going to try to win that race, you know, more than anything. So um, that kind of leads to my fourth honorable mention, which is desperation. You're going to see a lot of like, this is kind of uncharted territory for uh, three out of the four championship four drivers, Kyle Larson, one in 2021, he is a NASCAR Cup Series champion. Um, William Byron, Ryan Blaney, and Christopher Bell. This is um, this is uncharted. Well, not necessarily for Christopher Bell. He was in the championship for last season, but like this is uncharted territory for Ryan Blaney, for William Byron, uh, people that have never been in this scenario before, hasn't won a championship. They desperately want to win a championship. Uh, what are they going to do when it comes down to 10 laps to go and one of their competitors are right in front of them? You don't have to win the race if you're a, champ- a championship four contender. You just have to finish ahead of the other three. Yep, but they're going to win the race. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. How about tire issues, which is my number three uh, honorable mention, Mar- uh, Martinsville. Phoenix is one racetrack that will eat your tires alive and tire management is going to be a key component on winning this race and possibly winning the champion or winning, possibly winning the race and possibly winning the championship. You know what I mean? Tire issues are going to be a big, big issue. I don't remember if uh, tires played that big a role in last year's fall race. Did they play that big of a role? I believe it did. Okay. I mean, I don't, re- I don't remember. I just don't remember because I was just, I was pulling for Chastain to try and like, but you know, finally actually do it, but it didn't work out that way. And I know it took him like all race to finally get up there in the top two or three. Like he just wasn't there the whole time, but then at the end he was there, Yeah. but I, I don't remember the tire issues, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. Especially nowadays they seem to be, um, 
almost experimenting with the kind of tire they're bringing to these places. They want a softer tire that wears out more. So yeah. you get better grip, more passing, more racing, but then you do have to worry about that tire wearing out. So, you know, two tire stops ain't are really not going to be a thing towards the end of these races, you know, except for really, really desperate people that it'll last maybe a lap and a half and then they'll be gone. Yeah. Uh, Goodyear also did say that they are bringing a new component, uh, tire component. Of uh, of this this weekend and and they they have some high hopes for it i do too i i hope um let's bring something that they haven't raced on before for the championship right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like oh my goodness yeah <laughs> um <laughs> exactly uh well never you know yeah that's a perfect opportunity to test something out yeah all, a brand new component yeah just for the championship they man they they got some melons over there you know like to for that to be the yeah yeah let's let's go ahead and just uh test this here at the championship race the most most important race of the season um which brings me to my number two will the champion win the race this year or will it for the first time no oh yes (laughs) the champion will always win the race (laughs) you think so yes Interesting. If they stop Ryan Blaney from beating Joey Logano last year, the champion will always win the race. That's really true. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. Well, I guess I'm more Blaney. Blaney hadn't won all year long. That was his first winless year, and he was faster than Logano. He was catching him. But the minute he started catching them, you know, they were like, Blaney, let's roll it back a little bit. Let's let Logano win this race. He will be the champion. It won't look good if the champion finishes second in the last race. So I guess I'm I was more positioning that question as will Kevin Harvick go in there and win when he doesn't have a, a teammate in the championship four? Kyle Bush, you know, someone who wants to play spoiler. Um, some other people that I might get into in my championship four or in my my championship four, my top five. I just I I I I feel like something's going to happen to keep that from happening. Yeah, I don't blow tire or blow blow motors. <laughs> no, I what I think is going to happen is like, oh, there's a debris caution. We got to have a green white checkered, you know, and I just oh. keep being something to cause a green white checkered until one of the championship guys wins. Yeah, that's no. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, be- <laughs> I, I, we've seen it before in championship yeah. races. I mean, like Carl Edwards championship is the most famous one his last year when he was in that 19 and he had it he had i mean he was he was pulling away he was going to win the last race and he was going to win the championship it was it was a homestead and i mean he had it locked up and nascar threw a phantom debris caution with just a few laps to go because carl edwards had like a six or seven second lead to win the championship and they wanted a crazy race at the end yeah and they got it carl edwards wound up getting crashed out yeah so then i'm I'm pretty sure that's why he retired he says i'm done Mm -hmm. (laughs) they don't they don't obviously they don't want me to win (laughs) i'm done they don't like me i'm leaving (laughs) and that's why he did um which i was gonna try to do a segue into my first honorable mention i can't do it with carl edwards but Pit stops have to be perfect. 
they call it the money stop for a reason. This is exactly what it is. Uh, I think what I saw a stat that was like uh, the last four championship races has been won pretty much on pit road. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, when it comes to that, yeah. When it, uh, like referring to the championship four um, track position, like I said, is going to be absolutely detri- uh, detrimental to, to some people. If they have a bad pit stop, if they don't get those lug nuts on all the way, if they have a loose tire, or even back in 2019 when Denny Hamlin needed more uh, downforce, so they went and they put tape on the grill and they put way too much tape and he started overheating. He would have won that championship in 2019, but Kyle Busch ended up winning that championship, which I was very excited about. Uh, but yeah, man, like pit stops are going to be, they're going to be very, very important. So do you want me to start a five? Yes, please. And then you go through yours. Like we'll go back and forth. Like we normally do. Yeah. All right. So, I'm going to kind of be all over the place because, you know, that's me. I like like not just drivers in particular, but also like the history of things. Um, my number five, do you know who the very first winner at Phoenix was in NASCAR Cup Series? Uh, Jeff uh, Jeff, or Jeff Gordon? Mm-mm. Um, Alan Kowicki. Ooh, I knew that too. Dang it. It was, a, it was his very first win. That's where the Polish victory lap came from. I knew that. Where he... Oh, he, uh, I guess it's a it's a politically incorrect joke nowadays. But how like it was a joke back in the day that Polish people did everything wrong, or something like that. And so he decided he was going to do a Polish victory lap, is what he called it, where he did the victory lap backwards, where the driver is actually facing the fans, because back then nobody did the burnouts, nobody nobody did anything like that. So he would face the fans, drive around the track. Uh, clockwise and that became his signature move that's what he did every time and eventually people would do that to like pay tribute to him when he died in 93 but he was the very first person to win at phoenix i believe it was 1988 awesome very good now i know awesome all right what's your number five Wait, what's your wait? What was your number? That five? was my number five. What was your number five? The the first oh, winner. Oh, the first winner. Okay, I see. Yes. Uh, sorry, I got a little confused <laughs> there. Uh, my number five. My top five are is definitely current day. Uh, so number five for me is going to be Brad Keselowski. Um, he's decent at short tracks. I feel like uh, he kind of like Kyle Busch. I feel like he is going to try to play spoiler. Um, and we all know Kyle Busch and Brad Kozlowski both, uh, they do not, they're not afraid of shaking things up a little bit. So Brad Kozlowski wants to play spoiler. He's my number five. My number four, it more involves the fantasy cup. If you have, I know so many people have already made the picks. If you have a championship four driver, you know, Larson, Byron, Bell, and my mind is going blank, uh, Blaney. Um, if you have one of these four drivers, pick them because chances are they're going to finish in the top four. 100%. I mean, usually the championship four, they finish one, two, three, four. Usually, unless something happens. It changed a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think it was one, three, four, but I'm not sure about four. Um, but it, it changed a little bit last year. 
But typically, if they're all running at the end, they're all going to finish one, two, three, four. So if you have a driver in a championship four, pick them. That's my number four. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, my number four is William Byron. Um, I said championship four, my fantasy pick. He is my pick. And as Apollo is whining and whimpering at the door, <laughs> uh, Jessica and Kendall just got home. So they will be barging through the side door here any second. And Apollo will just be um, adding commentary until that happens. But uh, William Byron, I, I he is my pick. Um, I've had him selected, I think, since the playoffs started uh, as my my championship pick um i think he's he's gonna be in a situation where i hope it doesn't come down to uh <laughs> william, william byron and kyle larson i feel like it i don't think it will be like rcr at martinsville uh but you know what it could you never know yeah never know um my number three i'll go with william byron again but for a different reason if we were in so i have two of these scenarios here right if we were in the old point system, like pre-playoff, pre-chase, like the old Winston Cup point system back in 2003 and forward, right? Yeah. William Byron, without the penalties this year, if he didn't get the penalties this year, William Byron would have like a 109-point lead headed into this last race. Yeah. So he has had a really solid year to the fact that he almost has his race clinched up, this championship clinched up. He would have to finish like in the the high 20s, like maybe 28, 29th to clinch the title. You know, at that kind of rate, something like that, because back then at that point system, it was like 175 for a win, five points for bonus uh, for leading lap, yeah. and then five points for leading the most laps. So it was a top amount of 185 points that you can get. And he has like 109 lead. So right. it interesting to look at those kind of stats without the penalty. William Byron in the old system would almost have this thing clinched up, but that's the old system. And that's yep. my number three. Yeah. Uh, my number three is, and should be no surprise. Brian Blady. Uh, I said championship four, most, mo most momentum coming into the championship race. Um, I think his inexperience of being in a championship four race is going to, is going to be a little bit detrimental for him. I don't know if he knows what to expect, which is kind of fun, uh, but I don't think he initially gets it done, but he's definitely one to watch. Well, he could have won the race last year. Yeah. Won the race last year. Honestly, my number two, can you guess? So William Byron had the penalties. In the old point system, can you guess who would be the leader heading into this race right now? Well, uh, didn't you just say it was William Byron? But William Byron did have the penalty. So oh, oh, that? oh! I see, I see. Uh, it would have been would have been Alex Bowman, Christopher Bell. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Christopher Bell would have to finish 14th place to lock up the championship. So. Fun little note there. It just shows you how well people's seasons are going. Um, both of them are in this this final four, so that's neat. And uh, yeah, that's that's it's pretty cool. Christopher Bell's having an excellent year. Will he get it done though? That's the that's the interesting thing. So that's my number two. The uh, old point system. Christopher Bell would have to finish fourteenth to lock up a championship. 
Well, great minds think light because I think we have the same number one and number two. Uh, Christopher Bell is my number two as well. I said championship four, second most time to prepare. Um, I think he's, I think if anyone is going to win this championship, I feel like it's going to be Christopher Bell. I think he has um, a lot of support from TRD and, and all of his teammates are not in it no more. So that's three allies that you're going to want to want when it comes down to 10. 20 laps to go in this championship race and you're sitting in second, whatever. Um, can't beat Christopher Bell. Maybe you can. Maybe just stick around for number one. My number one, it's it's a toss-up to me who's going to win the championship. I feel like there's two drivers that have the most momentum right now, and it's Blaney and Larson. Blaney almost got it done last year as far as winning this race. Larson's been on the tear here at the end, but so is Blaney. Um, I feel like Larson's going to pull it out, but I feel like he's got to race Blaney to win it. So that's that's my number one. My number one is Larson's going to win, but Blaney's going to be all over him trying to win it too. Like he's going to be right there. That's my number I- one. I 100% cannot disagree with you. I put my number one is Kyle Larson championship four. Uh, he has the most time to prepare. The last time that happened was last season, 2022 when Joey Logano won the same race, uh, same playoff race that Joey Logano did had enough time to prepare for Phoenix. You cannot, I know like Larson said in an interview that, um, he has not been focusing on Phoenix. Like that's a total lie. Uh, oh, yeah, you yeah. cannot sit here and tell me, <laughs> You cannot sit here and tell me uh, that Kyle Larson has not spent a little bit of time with Cliff Daniels and everybody at Hendrick Motorsports that they have not taken the time to, to even look at Phoenix yet. You've had two weeks. Joey Logano won the championship last time this, has, this situation has happened. Kyle Larson is going to win this championship and possibly win this race. Yeah, it, it's like a football coach saying, well, we're not looking at that game. You know, the, the biggest game on the schedule, we're not looking at that game. That's six weeks out. We're looking at the next week's game. Yeah, you are, but you also got a team of guys looking at the game, the big game six weeks out too. I mean, you're not fooling anybody. You have to look at that big game, you know. You have to look at the championship race, especially if you know you're locked in. Yeah, 100%. Well, um, is there anything else, man? I think we can man, get out of here. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, and, uh, I hope everybody – I hope the race is amazing this weekend. I hope everybody enjoys it. Um we're not finished with the fantasy cup yet. We have one more race and then we'll say our, our we'll have our final send offs and all that Everybody that was involved with it and all that. So um, it's been a lot of fun this year and uh, it'll be a lot of fun next year too. So if you're interested, come on, let us yeah. know. Also, if you're interested, let us know if you want to do the title belt thing. Yes. But you have to let us know. I think I got a couple of confirmations so far, but not a lot. I've it'll had be like a, it'll be like a $10 in, in, entry into it. Yeah. I've had one person, literally one person reach out to me. I mean, besides Drew, obviously mm-hmm. uh, one person that is going to be competing. Uh, he'll be a new participant next season. Um, in 2024, he said that he, he's all down for it, but I have had radio silence from anyone else. So if you're interested in it, please don't you hesitate. You're listening to the podcast right now. Put it on pause reach out to one of us let us know if you're interested unpause listen to the rest of the show <laughs> um 
Also, shout out to uh, I'm not going to name people specifically by names. You know who you are. Um, shout out to the people that wound up buying some shirts this week. Yeah, that was really that was really really appreciated. I think we sold uh, I think we sold three shirts this week. Whoa, I know so, one, Greg. Yeah, shout out to yeah. him. Um, well, I wasn't going to name names, but oh. yes. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not Greg. Um, <laughs> thanks, Craig. But you, you guys know who you are. Thank you. It's greatly appreciated. Um, it, it, any, any type of support you throw to the podcast, whether it be on t-shirts or, uh, the skinny mixes.com or anything like that, it, it all end up going back in the podcast. It either goes into the monthly, um, bills for the actual podcast itself, <laughs> Or it'll go into the prize funds. You know, it's just for the fancy cup. So any support is greatly appreciated. It, it really is. Um, before we get out of here, we want to run down the um, podcast drafting partners real quick. Uh, shout out to the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, always a favorite of mine. Always go to every week. Uh, Drunk Wrestling History also is a side project of uh, one of the co-hosts on Fully Postable Wrestling Figure Podcast, Scott. Uh, doing the favors now, brewing the favor over at the Three Brews Podcast, uh, whenever they can come on. I know scheduling lately has been a little weird, but uh, you'll find them on the Three Brews Podcast that uh, Ethan talk about in a little bit. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, they have weekly shows now. You know, a lot of uh, really good retro vintage, not vintage, but like uh, – a lot of good look backs at some wrestling events and things like that. Uh, Jason Wolf and his uh, chop shop. Also, he's got podcast howling with wolf um, chop shops going great. It so much good stuff is coming down the line and um, can't rave enough about his uh, custom Hasbro figures. Just great stuff. He's also making custom galoobs now and even doing some LJN style poses and wrestlers in galoob size. So that's really neat. Uh, Magic in the Mouse is now uh, Anyone Can Cook. It's a podcast and a YouTube channel that talks about uh, Disney World, and they also uh, recreate recipes from uh, Disney World's food. So go check those out if you're interested in Disney like I am, if you're a little bit of a Disney adult nerd like I am. And um, that's all mine. Who you got, Ethan? I'm still upset. Uh, that I can't listen to my or have my headphones at work because I am so <laughs> ridiculously far behind on my friend's podcast. So I won't, I probably can't really kind of dive into the three brews and the tales from the estates and the out of chair shots and, and all that stuff. But man, go check out all these. Uh, starting off, Breaking Urbane's Power Hour, hopefully coming back very, very soon. Uh, Saturday morning, Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TV Toycast with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon filling in for our friend Travis Fowler. Go listen to the archives of You Know It's Fake, right? Where Soda and I were both um, guests on that podcast. Uh, I know it's on sabbatical, but go listen to No Holds Barred with our friend Billy Venus. Bill Benis, go check that out. Uh, Reffing it up with Brian Hebner, Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Uh, awesome fantasy stuff over there. You know, I might have mentioned it earlier how I won this weekend. <laughs> no big deal. Probably will never happen again, but 
Let me live it out. Uh, you heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. Um, amazing show there. Pulling, uh, <laughs> pulling up. Just like Tales from the Estate, you also heard pulling up a chair with our friend Tim at a chair shot who uh, I want to say now I'm going to sell on a three brews podcast. He he came, uh, he spent his birthday in Hawaii. I, I don't know. I didn't see that, did he? Oh, I'm, that might be a true story that I just made up. I'm not I don't sure. Know. I'm, I'm, I haven't been on social media a lot this week either. He uh, So we mentioned last week that his birthday was on the 26th. I think it was the weekend before that he went to Hawaii. Hmm. Or I might just be thinking of someone completely <laughs> different, and I'm just putting it on on Tim. Uh, but nevertheless, go pull out, go 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 pull out a chair with Tim. Uh, go listen to pulling up a chair with Tim. Uh, awesome, awesome podcast. Um, one of my absolute favorite podcasts to listen to nowadays. Um, you heard the commercial earlier as well. Three Brews podcast with not Joe. But AJ, Ty, and Ryan, um, three of my really close friends, I'm really excited that I've gotten to um, have this friendship with all three of them. Ty Ty and I, we've known each other for years, but we, I don't think we've ever been this close. I know there are a lot of – I don't know if – I think Ty was the, new, the one that moved to a new house, but I think maybe Ryan was. I'm not quite sure. Maybe both of them did. I'm not sure, but – uh, it's been fun to listen to that show. If you haven't listened to Three Brews podcast, shame on you. Go check it out. Um, go check out all of our podcasting drafter drafting partners. And that's all I got. Um, you were right, by the way. I listened to Stolen Gimmicks uh, this week. I paid attention. Uh, yeah, they they used our whole commercial. <laughs> yeah, they did. I knew. I knew. I knew they did. Uh, it's fine. I mean, it's yeah. just it, it doesn't talk about the fancy cup, but I mean, it, it's fine. It doesn't matter. At, um, at least we have a commercial. Guys. Yeah, send it over. <laughs> um, well, thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would please rate and review and follow us on all the social media platforms, X and Instagram at Intermarbles Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. You can email the show at Intermarblespod at gmail.com. Check out whatamaneuver.net. Click the top left search by store tab and scroll down to In the Marbles. You can find our t shirts right there. Uh, another good way to support the show is go to skinnymixes.com and use code Marbles at checkout. You get 10% off your first order. And before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? I do. Mm -hmm. I got a new diecast today, but I'm going to talk about it next week on episode 82. I got a new diecast too. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you got a new diecast too. I was going to mention it in the, uh, I, I totally forgot because I was thinking as we were talking to mention it, but then we moved right on. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. But, um, yeah, I I was really, really mad at myself. I didn't big Blaney. I didn't have a chance to win that Ross Chastain diecast. Mm -hmm. And then yesterday. Hey, are you going to tell the story on this episode or do you want to wait until next? Episode? I could just, I mean, I'm just going to say what the diecast was. I Yesterday, um, my family surprised me with not only the Ross Chastain 124 scale Hail Melon diecast, but it was the autograph version. Oh, so Ooh. that's awesome. Yes. That's the coolest diecast I have right now. Just straight up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I am all in favor of hearing this, the backstory. Like I want, I want Nicole to like be here with us next week and like, tell the story behind that. Was that a pre-order? How did she get it? Where did she get it? Like, what was, I want to know the story behind that. I don't, 
I don't think it was that interesting, honestly. Oh, like it, like it wasn't a pre-order. It from looks like that she bought it secondhand because it was completely sold out online. Obviously. Oh, I got. You. Um. So she bought it secondhand, and it was supposed to be a Christmas present. But my wife is awful <laughs> at keeping Christmas presents. Literally on November, uh, today's the third, right? No, today's the second. Second, yeah. So literally on November 1st, the day after Halloween, I get a Christmas present. <laughs> That's amazing. She's the, she is the worst at keeping Christmas presents until December. She can't do it. Absolutely can't do it. And <laughs> That's just her, though, because you know it's going to happen. The minute she gets something, and, and it, it's any time within four or five <laughs> days before Christmas, you know, anything before that and after Halloween, she's like, you want to go ahead and get it? You want to get it present now? <laughs> I'll go ahead and get it present now. You want to? I, yeah, I can yeah. wait if you want to. Nicole, just give me the present. You want to give me the present so bad. Yeah. Let's let's just do it. Let's just do it. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I have a little, I have a, your birthday <laughs> present is still somewhere. Um, Lionel just will not ship it to me. Uh, but hopefully that will kind of go up there right alongside that autographed Ross Chastain. But if it doesn't get here, no one's going to know about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was, um, that was a really good surprise. That was awesome. a really fun surprise. I'm going to leave my story for next week. Nobody's going to know what typecast it is. I'm not going to post about it. I really want to. Ooh, I really want to. Um, well, is there anything you want to add now? <laughs> no, I'm all right. But as always, peace, love, and all the above. All right. And uh, we'll see you all next time in the Marvels. <laughs>